What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Damn, this is crazy. We are on episode 40. It feels like yesterday when this was all just an idea and we went for it. And it's just crazy to see the episodes coming together, the quality of guests that are being attracted to the show. We're almost in 30 countries now in every state, thousands of downloads. I just checked the other day and I was actually number 22 on the charts in Ireland for self-development podcasts, which is just crazy. It's like looking at some of these countries, I've never even met people from them and they're playing the show. So respect to you guys. I appreciate all the love. I love you guys. And just to start today, we had a lot of reviews come through this past week, which is awesome. And I just ask you guys, if you guys have been getting value from the show, just drop a rating. Just click five stars. You don't even need to go and write a review. It takes two seconds and it really helps us. Just hit that subscribe button, leave a rating. It just helps get this message out. We got to show Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and those dudes. We know what's good over here and that we're on to something and that we're starting a movement. So the way all like every all I ask is just drop that rating, hit the subscribe button, and it's gonna help get that message out there. And if you're really feeling it and you resonate with a certain episode, just share it to your Instagram story. Um, it goes a long way, guys. And I appreciate all of the love and support so far. So just crazy. It's crazy to see all of this coming together. And this really leads into my episode and topic today. It's one that I've been resisting a little bit, but it's one that you guys need to hear because it's so damn important and I'm going to just get right into it today. So to give you guys a few stats before I get into what the actual topic is, this is crazy shit. All right, you ready? The average person has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. You're probably like, what the fuck? And, And it's crazy to really think about it because that's a lot of thoughts. You're like 12,000, 60,000. But this is where it gets even crazier. 95% of those thoughts are the exact same ones that we had the day before. Okay, so up to 60,000, maybe even more. That's just the average person. 95% of those thoughts are the exact same day after day after day. Okay, and even more crazy, guys. 80% of those thoughts are negative thoughts. Let that sink in, guys. The average person, 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 95% of those thoughts are the exact same ones we had the day before, and 80% of those thoughts are negative. So 80% of our thoughts every day are things that aren't serving us, that are sabotaging ourselves, and that are putting us in a worse place. They're negative. That's crazy. So I want to drop a few quotes for you guys. Now, I've told you about the 30-day challenge we've gone through that was really in tuned to the power of thought, and that's why I'm dropping this episode today. So one of the parts of the 30-day uh, challenge was that we were listening to The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, the audio tape. It's a book, and it's an audio. It's about 32 minutes every single day. I'm recording this. This is day 25. On the ride to the gym, I've thrown it on every day. 
I'm literally so in tune to his voice. It's an older tape and older language in a way. I, I don't know when this was recorded. It, it, I mean, close to 100 years ago, I have to imagine. But listen to these few quotes, guys. Earl Nightingale, the author of The Strangest Secret, he says, The strangest secret on earth is that we become what we think about. And in his tape, let me do my impression here. He goes, here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. <laughs> I suck at impressions, but if you guys who've been uh, following along in this 30-day challenge, it's just the voice is just ingrained into my head at this point, which is so important. And that's a topic I'm going to get to. But he says we become what we think about. And for those of you who are tuned into the law of attraction, personal development, so much of what we consume and what we learned is from the strangest secret. Bob Proctor, the greatest prosperity coach on the face of the earth, most of his work comes from Earl Nightingale, which a lot of it goes back to the Bible as well. But this is something that a lot of the whole personal development field was based off of. Another quote. A man is but a product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. That was said by Gandhi. We all know who Gandhi is. He is arguably was one of the most powerful people on earth, not in terms of money or businesses he built, but power in terms of how many minds he was able to synchronize. And he says, a man is but a product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. Another one, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. That one's from Henry Ford. We all know what Henry Ford's done. Every time you go out on the road, we're reminded because there's a Ford out on the road every single time we're out there. And that all started in the mind of one of the greatest businessmen of the entire history, Henry Ford. Now, the last one I want to share because I hear people saying this all the time. This is going to be a perfect segue. The only limits we have in life are those we impose on ourselves. From Bob Proctor, like I just said, the greatest prosperity coach, in my opinion, to ever walk the face of the earth. Bob is incredible. I've been really in tune with his work lately. And the funny thing about this quote is I see people post this all the time, right? It's like, oh, guys, only limits we have are self-imposed, hashtag boss life. And they're just not where they want to be. And the same people are getting the same results because, again... 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 95% of those thoughts are the same day over day, and 80% of those thoughts are negative. What does that mean? The only limits we have in life are those that we impose on ourselves. That means that our limits come from our thoughts. And then our thoughts, when uh, day after day, as we think about them repeatedly, they become beliefs and they become ingrained within us, and then we hold them to be fact. Even though they could be something entirely made up, and we're going to get into this, but I want to discuss a little bit what the problem is. People say these stuff, this this stuff. You go on Instagram, people are posting these quotes, and like I said, the hashtag boss life, hashtag freedom, whatever the fuck they're posting, but these people are stuck, and they're not getting the results that they want, and they're preaching it, but they're not necessarily living it or truly in tune with what the power of our thoughts really are. Now, why are people not in tune with the power of thought? Everything begins as thought, right? Every single thing. Henry Ford, Ford, the production line, the Model T, all of that started as a thought. 
every single thing that we see on this planet, every corporation, every business, every invention, every movie, everything we see, this microphone I'm speaking on, this laptop I'm recording this podcast on, this energy drink I'm drinking, my phone, this ring light sitting next to me, this all started as a thought. And in many ways, we're able to conceive this and wrap our heads around it. But in many ways, we don't take advantage of it. So why? Why do I believe that people are not in tune with the power of thought? Well, there's two real big reasons. The first is we conform. The school system is set up to condition us to think a certain way, to believe that there's a certain way to be successful, a certain way to live life. And I believe that we go through this system, we get so beaten down in the process that we end up getting our light bulbs smashed. We, we give in, we let go of our dreams and our imagination because the whole time, and I don't know about you guys, but I was a student in class, always daydreaming. And if you've read my book, it really encaps- encapsulates what I'm talking about here. But I intentionally open up the first line with me daydreaming in class because that's how I was. I... What I, I I really wasn't a great student. I got good grades. Someone pointed out to me. I said I wasn't a bad student, but I basically w- would just kind of fuck off, get in trouble, do whatever I wanted. My buddy's like, well, by definition, that means you were a bad student, even though you got good grades. And I'm like, I guess you're right. But I wasn't a good student because I saw this conformity around me. I saw everyone just not having fun, just giving into the system letting go of their imagination, letting go of their dreams. And that was never me. And we're conditioned in the system. The first line of my book, I'm, I'm daydreaming about snowboarding when I'm in math class. And it, for those of you who have read it, you know what I'm talking about. For those who haven't, check it out because the book is all about what I'm, what I'm talking about today. But I think that we go through this system, we are beaten down. You conform. If you think outside the box in school, you're punished. If you act out, you're punished. If you're caught daydreaming, you're punished. You get a bad grade, you're punished. If you have activities that don't align with good grades and advancing your scholastic career, punished. So we get so beaten down and so conditioned through the system that there's a certain way to succeed and a certain life that we're designed to live. And we're told that the actors, the businessmen, the super famous people, the things doing things unconventionally have something we don't have. We can never be that. Stop being irrational. Uh, get more realistic, right? And by the time that we're done, we're so conditioned to think that we're supposed to live a certain way, right? So those are the two biggest things I think are the problem. But the conformity and the conditioning that we're really designed to become. We're designed to follow the system, follow orders. And by the end of that, we don't really think we're in control anymore. The second thing is, and when I was 18, I was introduced to entrepreneurship. I was introduced to personal development, mindset work, the law of attraction, opportunities where I realized that everything I had been told was complete bullshit and I could be whatever I wanted to be and go accomplish whatever I wanted to accomplish and live the life that I wanted to live. And here's the problem here. This is and this is a dangerous one and I think it puts people into deep deep dark places is that they become aware of things like the law of attraction and the power of thought and what we think we become. Another little phrase I love is what we focus on, we find, what we focus on seems real, what we focus on grows, and ultimately what we focus on, we become. 
And it's so true. So people hear this stuff. They read some personal development. They try an opportunity. They have this fire reignited, but then they don't actually condition themselves to make it part of them like we're doing in this 30-day program. The whole reason I designed it was just to drill in the power of thought. So they don't take time to build the muscle. They might understand it, what we think we become, but they'll try it for a day. They'll be like, oh, law of attraction, we're attracting, we're a magnet, woohoo. And they do it for a day and they didn't make a million dollars and they're like, this doesn't work. Then they go back to their conventional lifestyle and say, yeah, I tried that and it didn't work. That's one of the biggest problems. But I want to talk with you guys today a little bit more about thoughts becoming things and the power of our thoughts and how you can harness the power of your thoughts. Just by listening to this episode, you're not going to get there. Like I just said, you could read one book and try it for a day and you're not going to have results. It's about making this a lifestyle and intentionally conditioning, just like you would intentionally go to the gym for an entire year or months on end to get the desired body you want for a vacation. You got to be doing the same stuff with your mind. So let's get into it. The first topic I want to talk about is the law of attraction. And I really don't want to get deep into this. There's people who think it's a complete sham. There's people who full-heartedly believe in it. I am a person who full-heartedly believes in it. There's science behind it, quantum physics, some of my favorite materials. If you guys really are the type of person who likes to dig into the science, go check out Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Becoming Supernatural. Look into quantum physics and just really understand it because I don't think you even need to understand the science of the law of attraction to understand how powerful our thoughts are. But just a little touching on this, really humans, everything that we see in the physical world is nothing but matter and energy. And at the smallest level, we are nothing more than energy, vibrations vibrating at a ridiculously high speed. So we're nothing more than these waves of energy. Our brains are both transmitters and receivers of this energy. And I've said this on the podcast before, you can literally feel, think about this. One one thing my friends always talk about are the vibes or the vibes, right? (laughs) We're always talking about the vibes are off. Why is that? Because we can feel that energy. You go into a room, you know when something's off without someone explicitly saying it to you because you can feel that energy. Likewise, you're in a situation where it's a great time, like weather's beautiful, great music playing, everyone's happy, dancing. You feel that energy. And it's the same thing. Our thoughts transmit and receive that energy. And we are all energy at the very core. So it only makes sense that these frequencies we send out attract back like frequencies. Now, like I said, I don't want to get too deep into the science of this, but the law of attraction is like the law of gravity. If you go and walk off uh, the top of the Empire State Building, you're going to end up being a margarita road pizza every single time. You're never going to float and fly away, right? And Likewise, with the law of attraction, it works whether you believe it or not. Just like the law of gravity will work whether you believe it or not. It's real, it works, and you can either take that and use it to your advantage or stay where you're at and have it be working but not take advantage of it, which more than likely means that you're not getting the results you want in life and you're not happy because you aren't taking advantage of it. Now, you don't even need to be aware that it works for it to work. It is always working. Now, I want to give you guys some examples 
I'm going to start with some that are very simple to comprehend, and then I'm going to get a little bigger and bigger. But first, think about you're sitting there on the couch, summer day, warm out, Saturday, and you want ice cream from your favorite ice cream parlor. For me, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Ben and Jerry's. That's my biggest, I think, addiction in life. But moose tracks from this place, Poppies, that I used to work at when I was growing up. I wrote about that in my book too, but that's one that I love. You're sitting there and all of a sudden the idea for ice cream pops up into your head and you start thinking about it and for moose tracks you start thinking about the fudge swirl the little peanut butter cups you think you start thinking about just how good it is how good it's going to make you feel ice cream is one of the ultimate comfort foods and you're sitting there so this thought or idea popped into your head and now everyone's around you and you're like guys ice cream now and people might be like, ah, oh, it's 30 minutes away. I don't really want to go. But you have this thought in your head and now you're persistent. You've already started having a physiological reaction because you've thought so intensely about having that ice cream and you're not letting it go. You become persistent and you're just like, guys, we're getting ice cream. We're going to get ice cream. And if you're persistent enough, next thing you know, you're at the ice cream parlor holding a cone of your favorite ice cream in your hand. That all started as a thought or an idea. Very easy for us to wrap our head around that. And the reason is because we've done it before and we know the path and we know how to make it happen. Okay. But as we turn it up a few notches, it gets harder for people to conceptualize how it's going to happen and things don't fall into place. One that's a little freakier and we've all experienced this, you're sitting there and for whatever reason, someone you haven't talked to in months or years pops into your head and you're thinking about something you did with them. Often with me, I think about Italy and the people that I lived with there and they pop into my head. And next thing you know, you look down at your phone and it's ringing and it's one, it's that exact person you thought about, or you have a text and it's the exact person you were thinking about. We've all been there. That's the law of attraction at work. And a funny story I want to share with you, funny, but powerful is in high school. I remember I was, <laughs> I, I tell so much shit at my own detriment, but it's fine. We got to be real here. I was in love, like literally <laughs> head over heels in love with this girl who was, we had two high schools in our town. Mine was three different towns combined. And then the other was the high school of that actual town. So we didn't even belong in that town. We were just there for whatever reason. She was a cheerleader at this other school. She had no idea who I was, but we'd go to basketball games I'd see her there. I was just in love, obsessed. This went on for two years before I even met the girl. So creepy as fuck, right? And I would always like make jokes to my friends how I'd date her one day, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you know, you'd get the get real stank. Like, dude, she's on another level. You can never get that, whatever. And it was an obsessive thought, like how much I wanted this girl. Years go by and eventually a situation comes up where I meet her. And a few situations went by where it was just a meeting, right? But it turned into, I ended up dating this girl years after, like the the thought was planted in my head. And when you're obsessed, I think with members of the opposite sex, that's one of the biggest obsessions you can have as a human being, because that thought is very hard to escape. That feeling of love is one of the most powerful emotions we experience. So anyway... Started off as a thought. She had no idea who I was. It went on for years without me even meeting her. I met her a few times randomly, not really in a circumstance where anything could actually happen. And eventually, 
something occurred where we ended up going on a date and then talking for a while. Now, this ended terribly, <laughs> but that's the power of manifestation and the law of attraction right there. And I can point to so many examples in my life. I talk about getting expelled from school, deciding I'd become successful, and everything I've attracted into my life since from that burning desire and thought. From not getting into the college I wanted to go to and having to commute to a local community college, how that made me make the decision that finances would never dictate the decisions I'd make the rest of my life, and what that manifested into. This happens all of the time. It all starts with a thought. Now, why do people accept that these smaller scenarios get attracted into our life like when we desire ice cream and we get to the parlor and have the ice cream that all started with a thought or even they accept the person you haven't spoke to in a long time or a relationship or even this is a huge one when you're graduating high school and someone says i want to be a nurse and they decide they're going to become a nurse and now they apply to the right college, they start taking the right classes, this thought is constantly on their mind of my profession is going to be a nurse. They graduate, they get a job as a nurse. This could take four or five, six plus years, the whole process, but they accept that situation, but they don't accept, I am going to start a multi-million dollar business. I am going to create enough freedom in my life so I can work from anywhere in the world. I am going to become the highest paid actor or actress on the planet. Why don't they accept those? Well, I believe it's because people know the roadmap for these more simple ideas. They understand that to get the ice cream, okay, what do we have to do? We get together, we get in the car, we go to the ice cream parlor, we stand in line, we say our order, we pay the money, and we're handed. They understand that. But for some of these other bigger dreams, they can't conceptualize the plan of action to get there and they don't have faith in it because of how we've been conditioned and how we've been beaten down our whole lives by the system to follow this normal path becoming a nurse is an incredible accomplishment but the system teaches us how to become a nurse and work in a system and basically be part of something it doesn't teach us how to go and start a multi-million dollar business or work from anywhere in the world so our minds can't wrap our head around that but what's important is knowing that it all starts with these thoughts. It all comes back to these thoughts. This is part of the strangest secret, but compare the mind to a garden. You have a garden with fresh manure, all the minerals and everything you need in the soil to grow whatever is planted in this garden patch. And you can plant whatever you want. We live on an organic vegetable farm. We have all different types of plants, of vegetables, of fruits. You can put any seed in you want. It's the same with the human mind. We have a fertile brain that when you plant a seed, it is going to reap that seed. So you can plant whatever. You can plant the seed of, I am going to earn a million dollars with my business. Or you can plant the seed of, I'm not destined for much. I'm stuck in mediocrity. I and, and that's because of the conditioning. I don't think people intentionally want those seeds, but they don't understand that we can plant whatever seed that we want. So think about it. The garden, we plant corn. And if you just, it, it's funny how our gardens work. If you plant corn and you just let it go, the corn comes up, it spreads its seeds, and it could just keep growing and growing and growing until you have a field of corn. It's the same with our thoughts and our ideas. 
If you plant that seed that you're going to start a multi-million dollar business and you keep thinking about it and keep feeding that seed through conscious conditioning and feeding your mind the right things to make that happen, next thing you know, your brain is going to be overcome with those thoughts and what you're thinking about, you become. These quotes aren't just arbitrary from stupid people. They're from some of the most successful people out there. And it's it's wild too because our thoughts really influence our actual physiology if you think about it. It's not just like a thought is just something in your mind. If you're thinking negative things, you might fall into a depressed state or a state of anxiety. When you're thinking positive things, you might feel better. Here's one that might make you feel uncomfortable, but think about sexual arousal, right? You start thinking about a situation where with you know someone you may desire to sleep with or be with, your body physiological physiologically changes. And you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go into further detail, but this is real stuff. And I want you to be aware of what's going into our mind. And so why do we think about the things that we do? I gave you a reasoning before, but there's really three main reasons that we think the way we do. The first is our environment and how we're raised. Our environment for many of us includes a school system that conditions us to believe we can be a certain way. Our environment consists of the household we grew up in. That is a huge factor for people and their beliefs and their thoughts. If they're growing up in a household that is paycheck to paycheck, that has parents that aren't really overachievers, who are struggling to make ends meet, who blame the government and external external factors for their problems, who are saying money's the root of evil, who say, I work so hard and have nothing to show for it. What do you think that you're going to think about from being in that environment? Likewise, if you're in an environment, which I've been so intentional throughout my life and since I became aware of how important and impactful this stuff is, but especially this year, putting yourself in an environment where people are after the same things as you. If you are out trying to build a multi-million dollar business and you're hanging around with people who have settled for a 40K a year job and can't see much higher than that, what type of thoughts do you think that's going to plant into your head? You're going to think you're crazy. You're going to think that you're thinking irrationally because these people are way down here and you're way up here. Likewise, if you're trying to build a multi-million dollar business and you start surrounding yourself with people on the same mission, people who have already done it, you're going to start having positive reinforcing thoughts because these people are going to give you those positive reinforcing thoughts. It's as simple as that. And this stuff makes so much sense. As I'm saying this, I, I hope you're like, wow, this is so true and I can't believe I haven't seen this because like I said, law of attraction is so real, but you don't need to understand the law of attraction to see how much of this stuff makes sense and why it works. If you're thinking in negative terms, you're going to get negative results. If you're thinking in positive terms, you're going to get positive results. So the three ways we, the three reasons that we think the way we do, environment, the second is experiences. We go through experiences and oftentimes we accept whatever the outcome of that experience was to be a truth and become a belief when in reality, it's just one experience that could have had a hundred different outcomes. You just happen to get that one outcome and now you think it's true. So our experiences are so important and I implore you to not look at life as it's happening to you. Think of it as it's happening for you. Look at every experience you have and try to pull the lesson from that experience and think of it as why did this happen to me to make me better the most what could seem to be negative situations on earth 
can be turned into situations that serve as a rocket ship for your personal growth, for your success, for taking away the biggest lessons in life and making the most positive turns. I talk, I mentioned in the episode, my expulsion. Most people would look at that as, wow, you ruined your life. And I looked at it as, I'm going to become successful by any means necessary now. I look at not being able to go to the college of my dreams at first and going to this local community college. People could be like, wow, you really got screwed. Life must be really dealing you the shit under the stick, huh? And that's how I felt at first, if I'm being honest with you. But looking back, that was one of the most important things that ever happened to me because it made me make sure finances would be in my control. On top of that, I ended up getting to UConn, a much better school, paying about a quarter of the price I would for the out-of-state tuition I would have had to for the other school and ultimately spent way less money for a way better degree. That's life happening for me, not to me. Think about that. That's powerful. And if you look back at any situation, you're able to reframe it and take those positives from it. The third way is conditioning. And this is really what I want you guys to focus on, especially you guys who are struggling with your thoughts and what you're thinking about and thinking really negatively. It's a muscle like anything else. Like I said in the beginning, one of the biggest issues and why people aren't harnessing this is because they come aware of it. They listen to an episode like this and maybe for a day, they're like, woo, positive thinking, woo, yeah, I can become whatever I think I want to be. It's true, but it takes work. It's not that simple. You need to be willing to condition every single day. I go to the gym six, seven days a week. I work on my mind and my power of my thoughts six or seven days, seven days a week, not six or seven. Anyway, conditioning is so important. And if you are, I'm going to give you some examples here. So getting into how to make the power of thought work in your favor, you need to condition your mind like it's a muscle. I'm going to give you five five ways to really make this work in your favor here. And this is the most important one. Condition your mind like it's a muscle. In this 30-day challenge, we're starting off every day with three things we're grateful for. We're reading Thinking Grow Rich. We're doing our meditation. We're doing our visualization. And it's not so as, as important about how effective that visualization or meditation is right now. It's more important that you do it every single day so it becomes ingrained in you and it becomes habit. We're listening to The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale every single day. It's a 32-minute tape all about the power of thought. A lot of things I've been talking about have derived from that tape as well as the whole field of personal development has derived from that tape every single day. And it's not as important that you're absorbing every single word that's said every day. It's conditioning and building that habit of listening to it every day. Because you know what happens when you're thinking negatively and we're thinking the same 95% thoughts every day? When you consciously make the effort to condition yourself to put this positive thinking, understanding the power of positive thinking and setting goals in your mind, if you do it day after day after day after day, good things are going to turn up in your life. Two tips I want to give you on top of this. Another thing we're doing in this 30-day challenge is we have a goal card. I literally am holding on to it right now. What is your biggest goal? What is your deadline for the biggest goal? Write it down on a card, bring it with you everywhere, and look at it throughout the day as many times as you can. At first, you might feel weird about it, but what happens is it gets so ingrained into your subconscious mind 
that it goes your subconscious mind goes out there to put into work and to put into action whatever is necessary to attract that goal into your life to make it a physical reality. What's important is you must look at that goal, you must believe you can achieve it, and you must feel good about it. And in my visualization, often what I do is think about my goal and I think about how good I feel as if it's already been accomplished. Having gratitude for the things that have not manifested in our physical world yet is one of the most important things. You have to see it when it's not tangible and you have to believe it's there before it actually appears because once you make your mind up, it's already happened. Everything happens in an echo effect. That's going to be a whole episode I do is that echo effect, but you need to believe it and act as if it's already done. Another uh, point I want to give to you about conditioning is you need to think only about what you want. Do not think about what you don't want because the mind can't tell the difference. If you say, I don't want debt, I don't want a girlfriend who bickers and complains all the time, or I don't want my boyfriend to fart in the bed every night and be a prick and be an (laughs) a-hole. When you think about that, that's exactly what you're going to get. You need to start thinking in positive terms. If you want to get out of debt, what's the number where you're going to be able to pay off your debts and where you're going to be able to live comfortably off the excessive number? Start thinking, I am earning X amount of dollars per year. That's the thinking you need to be doing. If you genuinely don't want that boyfriend farting all over you in bed, start thinking about the traits that you do want in a boyfriend, not what you don't want. It's such a big difference. The mind can't tell the difference. It's going to attract whatever you're thinking about, positive or negative. Plant the positive seeds. Second point I want to make, choose your environment wisely. This is a recurring theme on the show, but the people you surround yourself by are going to be the people you become. And it it just makes so much sense. If you're trying to shoot high, but you're hanging around with a bunch of underachievers who are smoking the wacky tobacco, the devil's lettuce, and playing video games and bitching about their nine to five and living for the weekends, what type of thoughts do you think you're going to have? You're going to start becoming self-conscious of your big dreams. You're going to think that you're being unrealistic and you're just going to slowly conform to where they're at. When you're around people who are shooting high, who are uplifting you, supporting you, doing big things, going after big things, you are going to start becoming like those people. Choose your environment wisely. The third, decide how you want to interpret your experiences. I just gave you that example and live by this. Life life is happening for you. Life is not happening to you. Every experience, and this is a quote I love, every seed of failure bears with it a seed of equal or greater opportunity. Every experience you go through isn't good or bad. It just is. Look at it, figure out why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn for it? Why did this happen for me to get better? Change the questions you're asking yourself. And you're going to start thinking in a different way and attracting different results into your life. The fourth, you need to formulate a definite plan for how you're going to achieve where you want to go. If this is just a free ball here, say you want to become an actor, actress, first thing you do, You might have no idea when you made that decision. It's important to make the decision without knowing the plan. But once you make that decision, now you formulate a plan. Never be married to that exact plan. In my last episode, I talked about pivoting, changing your strategy. That's perfectly okay. Nothing unfolds the way you think it will originally. But you start pursuing that and going after it. 
So you want to become an actor. Okay, I made the decision. I'm all in. I believe it can happen. This is my burning desire. This is my life's calling. Let's move to LA. You're going to move to LA and you're going to go to the gym and then you're going to be working out and someone's going to bump into you and you're going to start talking to them. Then you're going to find out that that person teaches acting classes. Then you go to the acting classes and then in that class, you're going to meet somebody who has a connection to an audition that's happening for whatever it is. This is how this shit unfolds. I'm not joking with you guys. Like It's crazy, but it's so important to have that thought, have that burning desire. You decide this is it. You feel good about it. You believe it. And the only way you can really get to that level is from that conditioning. So formulate that definite plan. You have to exchange some type of service or product in order to achieve riches. You can't get something for nothing. It's not simply thinking you need to put something out there to attract and actually get back what it is you desire. The law of reciprocity is real. You need to give in order to get. It's facts. <laughs> and the fifth, and this is one thing that people really struggle with, and it really aligns with having the definite plan, is you need to demonstrate faith. I've noticed over the years that almost every highly successful athlete, I, I notice it a lot amongst entertainers, how strong their faith in God is or a higher power. You hear them take the microphone and some of the first things they say are, all glory to God. I thank God, Jesus, thank you. You know why? Because they've had faith. And I don't think you need to believe in a certain religion but you need to have faith in, I believe, the universe or a higher power or just that the right things are going to come to you. You must, must, must have faith because otherwise, if you don't, you're not going to believe that it's going to happen. You need to trust that the right things are going to come into your life, that everything is going to happen for you and not to you. And one last tip, you must have gratitude for your desired results before they're part of your physical reality. I mentioned that, but it is so true. Have faith that the right things are going to come. Have that burning desire. Have that persistence. Never quit, but understand this. In concluding this episode, it all starts with a thought. Whether it's your favorite ice cream or whether it's starting a business that changes the world, it all begins with the thought and that thought is one of the most powerful things you'll experience on this entire planet if you take it and harness its power properly. A lot packed into this episode, guys. I keep, you know, it's so funny. Originally, I wanted to do these like 20 minutes, but there's just so much that I need to cover and go over. And this is one that you're going to want to listen back to. I suggest some materials, especially for conditioning, thinking, grow rich. The Science of Becoming Rich, Wallace D. T. Waddles, is a fantastic book. I'm trying to think of some other resources. The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale, anything Bob Proctor. We have a lot. You guys are going to understand as you dive into this personal development field that it's all really the same message. It's just packaged by different people to make it relatable to different people. But it all formulates, it all stems back really to the Bible. There's these pioneers like Napoleon Hill, like uh, Earl Nightingale, like Bob Proctor, like all of these people who've really brought it to light. But just notice, there's no coincidence that all the most successful people in the world always 
are saying things about the power of our thoughts, the power of our minds, that we can do anything we set our mind to, that the only limits we have are ones that we impose on ourselves. Don't just take that at the surface level. Look at it, think about what it really means, and think about how you're thinking. Are you one of the people that are thinking 80% negative thoughts daily and you're having the same 95% thoughts every day? Because if 80% of your thoughts are negative, 95% of your thoughts are the same day after day, it's no wonder you're getting negative results. Condition yourselves, make the decision, put those seeds in your mind that are going to manifest into the life you want to live. It all starts with thoughts. Guys, I love you all. Hope you got some serious value from today's episode and just keep on doing great things. We all have the power to change the world. We have the power to do any damn thing we set our mind to. It's up to us to set it in motion, take action, and never fucking quit. I love you all and have a great week, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Later, guys.